Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. It's just one half of the team here because, as you can see down below, pointing there in the right direction, got a quick announcement. We decided after recording the show that A, it's a little bit long, a little bit longer than even for us. So, in addition to the fact that the topics kind of need their own breathing room, we decided to split up the recording. So, you're going to hear and see this right now in front of both of the recordings if you hear a little bit of a jarring transition at the beginning of one and the end of the other that's the reason why uh give us some feedback let us know if you feel that that's good bad and different whatever the case may be and we'll kind of go from there so without much further ado here we go Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. And I sure hope that you have your comfy socks on, that you took a potty break, because uh, this one may be a long one. I, I We have a few things to go over, Scott. I know. we actually it, It's a shame we actually have topics that, like, you know, we have to qualify it as being longer than usual because we're so long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we do... Uh, I know I love the sound of my own voice. My wife, who's probably in chat at the moment, will definitely corroborate that. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so I was waiting, watching on chat. I saw her pop in. I was trying to see if she was immediately going to insult me or not. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, we do seriously have a whole lot of things to go over. And the first one up, well, let me ask you this first, Scott. Anything that you want to say before we dive right into the... Uh, <laughs> The infinite abyss of information? No, no. We might as well just start. <laughs> All right. So uh, the first thing up that I wanted to get out of the way right off the bat was we now officially have, I guess, organized play. Or it's coming down the pipe anyway. Um, it was announced today as a follow-up to Monday's announcement, which we'll get into the details about as well, that there is going to be a launch day event for Wave 3. There is a promo. It's Private Smashdown and Airquake Hammerclaw. There are going to be, as we had mentioned on a previous show, a whole bunch of promos that your local store can apply for so they can get them sent in. And the intent is to supplement local events, supplement, you know, any kind of tournaments or things that you run, get people in and get people playing. It feels as though this is exactly what a lot of people were were clamoring for since well, we first heard about the game. Were you, did this excite you, Scott? Is this what you were hoping for? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm always going to be hoping for more, but, like, I mean, at a, at a ground level, I think this is exactly what's needed. Yeah. Um, I think to, um, to, to judge uh, interest in, in how far it can go from here, um, I think, I, I guess I'm, I'm not very familiar with the setup because I, I, personally just don't have like a local game store that i go to on a regular basis to play in these types of events so i'm not really familiar with like how this usually works like is it you have one giant event and you give everything out like that's how it was in certain other games but then there's like you know the whole oh well we have 15 of them so for the next 15 weeks the winner gets this like you know i, I, I think, think it's you know, intended to be i'm sure wizards has a a recommended plan but based on the flyer that if you're looking at the youtube recording or if you're watching it live or if you want to check it out later on the official media down in the fine print towards the bottom it indicates please consult your wpn retailer regarding their plans for distributing promos so i don't know if that's directed at the store or if that implies when you get them it's like however you want to do it 
Yeah, I just think that there's. I think if the stores do it in an intelligent way that drives um, continuous competition, I think it's perfect. Exactly. I would assume it's uh-huh. not going to be unlike FNMs, where it's you know you get a batch of promos, you give some out to whoever wins slash places, some out as door prizes, and then you stretch it out as far as you can get it, kind of thing. I just haven't been to an FNM honestly since they started giving out like Wizards design promos. Like it's been that many years. Even when I was still playing, I I just didn't go. So like I just don't know what. I, look, I don't I don't know how much of an incentive that is for everybody i'm sure it's it is and that's what we need of course um i I just i would just caution people that may not think for whatever reason this isn't enough to understand that like this is probably a huge great first step in the right direction oh absolutely i mean the key with a lot of this stuff and especially with i'll say our perspective where it's a more competitive oriented mindset is that you got to get people in the door and there are very few people that are immediately going to go zero to 60 and immediately dive into high level competitive play. So maybe getting their toes in the water to show up at the store and say, Hey, I kind of like this. And then, Oh, well, there's an event, you know, a bigger event. That's maybe not an official one. I'll try that out next time. And then from there, then they, they keep showing up sort of thing. So it's, it's important to have these ground level things. Plus, the fact that Smashdown is now the the launch promo and that you can kind of have a release slash pre-release party, I think is another great way. That's always good for getting people in the door. Yeah, I assume it, I think it's, it's a unique card, so like you can only get it in that way. So I think that's perfect also. Absolutely. Uh, um, I don't I don't remember how many they said the kit was going to get or anything like that. So I think I it's, don't I think know it's what great. they said. I mean, I know they so, said for like the the actual kits, but I think I don't know if they put the details for the the release stuff. I may have missed that. Um, but the yeah, I mean, all okay. like, like I said, my experience with with kits is not great, but they're not Wizards kits. They're it was a system that was just rife for abuse from other companies, and it was never a positive situation for the marketplace let's just say but i think this will be handled in a much better way so like i I just i have no experience whatsoever knowing i I just as long as it gets people in the door and gets people excited that's that's positive with me given that it's clearly going to be piggybacking off of the infrastructure that was already laid down by fnms and other magic events i'm in agreement with you that i'm pretty confident that the way wizards is going to distribute it and the way that they're going to suggest stores handle it is going to be pretty effective because you know they've done this a couple times before it's come up (laughs) um so i guess with that do you have any thoughts about the actual card so the release card private smashdown slash hammerclaw we could probably just cover that at the end when we cover the rest of the cards. Well, that's kind of where it's segueing into (laughs) that's fine that's fine yeah since he's the uh the in-store support slash release promo, I was going to use that as a soft way to segue into uh, all the news about, well, all the news. <laughs> we'll call it that. So anything you want to shout out about him immediately? Well, I mean, then we have to talk about whatever they are called, Battle Masters and all that. I mean, you want to go over them yeah, first? All right, let's bring them up and we'll circle back. So let me uh, get this. Let's just, we can just talk about the set in general and then we'll get to that. Exactly. Like as, me- as mechanics, yeah. 
So uh, we did see, well, we got a quick peek at a few different things. I'm throwing up one of them now, this private fire drive, um, where we get, we're getting battle card sized characters that have a very unique mechanic. And I do want to give Wizards credit, especially right up front, that, well, I thought it was really cool the way that they are releasing stuff this time around with the, the little short stories, I guess, where it's in character, in universe. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cute. It, it, you know, it's just something to to geek out a little bit about and, and get excited about. So if you haven't had the chance to see those, check out on Facebook or any of their official social media where they, they do talk about a bunch of these things. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> and I, I got a, a good laugh out of it. it. It brought a smile to my face as we were going through it. Do you feel the same way, Scott? Like, did, did it bother you at all? Like, would you, did you just want to see the card and you didn't care? No, I enjoyed it. And I thought that, I thought there were like, it's funny the way that there's like, honestly, there's like rules text, like built into the articles and things like that. I think that was pretty fun. Yeah. They, so. the way it was broken up, I, again, I have to give them credit for how it was done because it worked out pretty well. So, mm-hmm. I'm bringing up on screen now the a little more detail about what the battle masters are. So again, they're they're smaller battle card size cards. They don't transform. They show up in bot mode. When they croak, they turn into a weapon or other thing. Presumably, we're going to get ones that turn to armor or, or utilities or other things along those lines. So, give me your initial thoughts on this, Scott. I mean, we don't have all of the details about it, but we can kind of surmise a bunch of things about this mechanic. Um, so this, this gives you, I guess this is kind of like our first modal cards. So cards that, that that have more than one mode for lack of a better term. Uh, Mm -hmm. like, like the card, them like as not obviously like flipping a card from its mode to alt mode. I just mean that the card itself, because it has, a dual nature to it actually can affect deck building or gameplay and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so these cards clearly have a full on normal use in the beginning of the game. And then like, you know, just as a regular old character and then have an extra use, uh, as the game goes on and arguably a more powerful use. Um, but of the three that have been revealed so far, um, they're, I guess you, they're underpowered for their cost, like compared to another character. But the well, fact yeah. that they, they, the fact that they have an effect on the game, like post death, clearly um, makes up for that fact. Of course. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it, what's interesting to me is that it, so these are smaller sets so the, the, the it's siege war for cybertron i don't know if it's going to be like siege 2 or, or whatever if the set has different i think it's i think it is um like i didn't know if like there was like a siege and then like i don't know like whatever else insert target uh war term there or something like that like whatever but um it's a trilogy of sets uh they're smaller sets the packs come with one large character and one small character and then the five battle cards so like getting these small characters and i i from what i can understand from what was released on the website i think they're only common and uncommon the the smaller cards don't quote me on that but that's what it was implied by mm-hmm. um like the product article so i think that's good also so like you're not just getting like 
a character, you're getting a character and for what we've seen so far, only weapons, but like you said, in all likelihood, uh, different types of upgrades and things like that as well. Right. Um, so it, it's going to be a really interesting gameplay mechanic because I, I don't know how much use you want to get out of these guys before you want them to die. Yeah, that's going to be um, an interesting dichotomy of do I... <laughs> I'm spending stars for the character, but... I do actively want them to croak so that they can do their other thing, whatever that thing happens to be. And some of them seem kind of flashy in the other mode. Yeah, I mean, this first one that's the promo card, I would say, is is pretty standard. Like, 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 I don't think his ability is like over the top in the in the the weapon mode. I think it's just like, okay, you have a good weapon, mm-hmm. but but. I mean, right off the bat, without talking about them specifically, um, it's going to be, and this is something I've gotten more used to with Rise of the Combiners, um, is that like, you, you just can't be, I don't know if upset is the right word, I just don't know how to like explain it, but like when your characters die, you can't be upset, like, I don't really know how to explain <laughs> that, like, like... You can't get you too can't attached be- to them, they, you have right. to accept that you're going to take losses... You can't be wedded to, like, you always having the number of characters you started with in play. Absolutely. And I think this is why, like, I gravitate towards those types of decks that keep my guys alive for some reason. Because I, I feel bad when they die. I, I don't know what, <laughs> how to explain it. But, like... You're, you're so invested in the lore. They're they're part of the family now. <laughs> it's, it's not the lore. It's, 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 I, I know. Like I'm, I know. Behind, I'm behind... It's not just the lore. But it's like, I feel like I'm behind in the game if my guys die. And that's not always necessarily the case. And it's mm. especially not the case here. And, um, I, I feel like, I hope, the one thing I'll say is I hope there's ways to, I hope there's value in sacrificing a guy, like, like a peace or tyranny type effect. Right. Will be, will be more widely used. First of all, so peace or tyranny just doesn't see a tremendous amount of play because it, it will, if that's the case. Of course. Um, um. But like, I hope there's additional sacrifice outlets to allow you to do this proactively. Um, besides, like, you know, putting Brave on this guy and, and always wanting him to be attacked and things like that. Because I just hope that there... I hope there's ways where you can help control how this occurs so that you can make the most use out of it strategically so it doesn't wind up just being like, okay, you're tapped out um, and your guy died, so you'll get to use it maybe because because ultimately the weapon is still a weapon or the upgrade is still an upgrade which means it can be it can be vaporized it can be ramming speeded like it can be um bashing shield if it's an armor like etc enforcement batons etc so like it's going to be difficult for your opponent to get use out of all this like like they're going to be able to direct damage and use one of these abilities all in the same turn so you get no use out of this this weapon assuming it's a weapon mm-hmm. but at the same time they're not immune to all that so you you still need to be in a situation where it's going to be you know you're going to be able to use it um and i have faith that there will be additional ways i mean besides your obvious like once y'all standing your own guy he's returning your own guy like i feel like i feel like those plays become all... a lot more interesting, though. I mean, I oh, get yeah. what you're saying, that, yes, you do want other outlets to do other things, but, for example, and forgive me, everybody out there, 
I didn't include Aimless on the topic list, but we got him up here. Um, he's the Decepticon, the the blue one. That because of his tough three, like you said earlier, it's it's tough to decide. <laughs> no pun intended, or repetition intended, but it's difficult to determine whether or how this guy is going to end up turning into the other mode, which is really the one I was thinking of when you were. I was saying that it was flashy just because it's half one side of a one shall stand. Um, well, but it's flashy too. I mean, like he well, pitch your whole hand basically to exactly even bigger. So I mean, like oh yeah, by by no means am I trying to say that you know <laughs> the yeah. other one's not important or anything. But it, yeah. where I'm going with it is exactly what you were saying that some of those plays become a lot more complex, a lot more interesting because it's not just, oh, well, my nemesis has a lot of health, so I guess I'll put three on him and then target your guy. It's, okay, now I have an additional decision point of aimless in a blue deck, and obviously you're going to be playing it there, I'd assume. I I would hope so. You're probably, or he is probably going to survive more than a few turns Maybe you're going to have to one shell stand him because your opponent's clearly not going to run into him unless they have to. Yeah, I just hope there's additional things like that that are printed that make that make it seem like it's a punishing mechanic um, up front because people are already afraid to play those cards to begin with for whatever reason. Uh, mm-hmm. So I hope this will make some of those powerful cards see more play because it's obviously the right thing to do. So. Yeah, I think it'll encourage people going forward that, hey, you know, you can play these other mechanics. I I guess it's not really a mechanic, but you can play these cards that seem to hurt you simply because, well, here's this other benefit to doing it. Yeah, huge benefit. Absolutely. Um, As to the actual cards themselves, any, any specific things? I mean, Fire Drive draws you cards, which is... I don't want to say a, a rare thing on characters because obviously we have a bunch that do it, but it, it's still useful at seven stars because of the low attack. I think it's really just you're playing them because of the, the weapon mode and how to get them in there. Well, I think all three of them have, well, the five, the, the promo one doesn't really, cause he has no text, but like mm-hmm. the, the other two, because of the tough three and because you draw a card when he attacks, Clearly, they're they're making it easier for you to understand you're supposed to attack with these guys first. Yes. Um, because you're getting immediate benefit, whether it's like a wall in the case of aimless or just um, drawing a card right away. Yep. Um, in the other case. So which, I think that's why they cost more stars, because there's more to them and because they have higher attack. Yep. Um, I think it's cool that they have the same attack as they have as the weapon. Like, Yeah, that makes like sense. Like on them, like right, right. innately, I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, I will say I don't know how many of these you can actually play in a deck because you obviously need. I mean, I guess they you, it could, you could just you know suit one up with the uh, the other one, but I think the better play is going to be these are by definition support characters, so they're going to act as support characters for the the more important ones. But I mean, I don't right. know. Who knows in the end? Yeah, there's still a lot of unknowns. I I think it's too early with this drastic of a mechanic. It's almost like when we first saw the combiners revealed that it's very difficult to make a call right now as to whether this is going to be a, a huge meta-changing shift. I think it will um, for a lot of reasons. Um, 
I think you can play less weapons or whatever upgrades in general in your deck. I could see that. I guess it's going to depend on how quickly these guys and how happy you are that they died. Because, yes, you could play less Energon Axes, but, for example, with Aimless, if he's living a few turns, that means that you're playing less weapons that you... Like, less Energon Axes that could have gone on a guy for those turns that Aimless was living. Yes. And I think this is going to come down to the same, like, green conversation. You know, play the best cards you can when you can play them. I just think that you never want to be in a situation where, like you have to make a decision of replacing a, a weapon you don't want to replace with when one of these guys dies. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't think you ever want to be in that situation. So I, I just think by definition, you'll just wind up playing less of whatever kind of upgrade they turn into. Yeah, I think that deck. I agree with you. I think that'll end up being the trade off. I, I guess where I'm going with it is it will, whether that trade off is worthwhile. You know, the, the consistency versus having the wall in front with Aimless or in the case of the other characters, you know, what they provide. Is that worthwhile, bef- you know, Fire Drive drawing you a few cards and then turning into an explosive, you know, because he sets himself up essentially for when he's dead, they, you they have they extra both, cards. They, they both set themselves up or, exactly. or like the Aimless kind of mirrors the ability, I guess you could say. Yeah. But it's in effect that you would want, because I guess hypothetically, if if you're a blue deck, you have lower damage output, so the direct damage helps you get there, I I guess. Um, Although, as we've seen... That's fair. Yeah, I mean, as we've seen, obviously, many decks are running direct damage anyway, or the blue decks are running things like Optimus, where maybe your damage output isn't quite as low as people might think, but (laughs) I guess that's the methodology behind it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 they're well designed because I feel like they have abilities that that work in concert with one another. So right now, I to be honest, I kind of I don't know if I necessarily like Smashdown more than the other two, but I definitely like him as well. I mean, it feel I said the same thing going into Wave Two, where I said, "Oh well, here's Slipstream's chance to shine," and that hasn't really materialized. So maybe getting just getting more colors of battle icons doesn't sound like that much of a challenge than your opponent, since a lot of things are, well, I play blue or I play orange. So if, you, if you're running something that's more even, there you go. If you hit a white pip and then a green or something, it shouldn't be that hard to, to get over the hump. And plus, it, at only five stars, it should slot in relatively easily. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I feel like well-constructed decks shouldn't have a problem pulling this off, but Mm -hmm. like two well-constructed decks playing against each other, at least the way it stands right now, you would have just as much chance of this going off as they would. So you just, I just don't think you can depend on it. And like, Mm -hmm. but as long as, but if it happens, like you're not going to be like, you're going to be ecstatic, obviously. Well, Um, yeah, it turns into a grenade launcher. I mean, that's pretty good. (laughs) I don't think you should build around it. I just think like, if you're playing espionage and you're in your deck that also has the matrix, like you're not going to cry. Like, you know, like you're just going to want to still play really good cards and then go from mm-hmm. there. So, right. Um, it's, it, it will be easy even just based on our current card pool, honestly, like 
I think those two cards are a pure example of things that like you're going to want to do that have cover you with all four icons, and I, I don't see a reason why you couldn't easily slot both those cards in, in the deck. So Right. Yeah, so it's definitely an interesting mechanic moving forward, and as I struggle to figure out which of these things I'm going to show everybody next, the next one is actually the Micromasters. Uh, but before we move into them, any other thoughts on the Battlemasters, Scott? Um, the two like regular ones, I guess you would say, like to me, are both very powerful. Um, the two seven-star guys, you mean? Yeah, so the one that draws you a card... I Sorry. Fire Drive? Um, I have no experience with these characters whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> Private um, Fire Drive. <laughs> um, so, I do think it's cool, by the way, they use all these military... Uh, yeah, that was interesting that they, they added the titles, um, or the ranks. Yeah, I'd be curious, um, it'd be, I'd be curious to see if that means anything. I, I doubt it, but we'll see. I mean, it's another thing they can key off of, you know, just to say, well, right. if you are such and such a rank, do a thing. Or if you do this, unless you have this other thing. Um, I yeah. I would assume that they're going to just simply, you know, like Ultra Magnus and Shockwave are leaders. So why wouldn't they just, you know, interact with the leader tag? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, maybe, you know, you never know. They could do it. Formats that have, like, you have to build your army this way, things like that. They could be that would, yeah, that would actually be kind of interesting. I mean, once we get enough, obviously, looking at this, yeah. we, we don't have a whole whole lot of quantity, but we'll get there. But I'm sure all the characters will have some title in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, as of right now, they, they do. I'm double-checking them to see, yeah. but they all do at this stage. So, um, Fire Drive, obviously, I mean, it's going to act... I mean, it's a plus three weapon to begin with, which any aggro deck is going to want. And mm -hmm. then, like, obviously, and this isn't just an aggro deck thing, I guess, just because he has, he's red, not orange, but I, I just feel like it's more of an aggro card, but it may mm -hmm. not be. Um, with only the base three attack and it's seven stars, I I mean, I get it. it turning into a weapon that's going to punch for a lot, but for the same thing, you could have Barrage instead. It's not like that, though, because, like, you get use out of the card after it dies. Like it's it's not the same thing. Like you're getting well, Yes, if there are until we can see what the, the new piece through tyrannies are, it's to me it's too hypothetical for me to like yes, it could exist. It could also maybe they print literally no effects for it. Um so as a result, like if I'm comparing these as two aggro cards, like it, I doubt he's going to die in a single hit, especially early on if you go first. Well, I guess if you go first, he, he could. They could play one card and just kill him. Um, I don't know. I'd, I would, I'd have to... I'd be hard-pressed is where I'm going with it to say, yes, I want to run this guy over Barrage right now without knowing more. Okay. That's... that's I think you can clearly make decks that would be more efficient than just running a more efficient character at the cost because you're basically turning your other guys, guaranteeing them a plus three weapon without having to take your upgrade slot which mean, for the turn, which means you can afford to play um, like a, a... Even if you're an aggro deck, like a combat-enhancing utility. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, the only ones we have right now are kind of like, you know, a Matrix... Or right. like a, a 
a data pad or something like that in an aggressive deck, like in an yeah. attacking type deck. But you can, this allow you to play like your bashing shield, like right off the bat, like without having to basically like... Without sacrificing your upgrade for the turn. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, mean, I get you. I'm not... I, I'm not sure how to, to phrase it because I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm down on these guys because I do like where the potential's going. It's just, it's one of those where I have to... I need more time than we've had to really figure out where I'd, I'd want this. Like, yes, I see those potential benefits, but you're... I guess the most succinct way to put it, and I apologize everybody out there listening as I'm struggling to figure out how I'm going to phrase this, that you're losing that attack, essentially, like his first attack. Not entirely, obviously. You'd be you'd probably be attacking for five. Is that that's important what, enough that most it matters? Combiner piece, that's what most combiner pieces do now anyway. Right. So, I don't know. Like, to me... Mm-hmm. It's not much different than that. I don't know. You're getting value. It's it's again. You're you're getting value out of every single guy. I'm not sure that that always that certainly did not always happen through the first two waves. Sometimes you just had to play a guy because you had to play a guy, and like they yeah. were just there. Right. Yeah. And you're always going to get value out of this. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's more to me that's the decision point, at least in my head. And it, I can see the scenarios exactly what you were lining up that you would want to play this guy, but it's, I don't know if that, yes, it worked in the combiner teams, but now this guy is seven stars. So it's okay. Well, what am I playing? I'm alongside. Does it really matter that I'm losing that first attack? Maybe it doesn't. But you're not though. You're getting, if it's an orange, like you're getting a five attack, like there, any guy that has three power, that's what you're going to get out of the first attack regardless. Like, right. But I mean, how many aggro decks are playing three power guys, the combiners. And that's, that's it, right? I mean, do you ever attack with Ransack in bot mode? I mean, in alt mode? Do you ever attack with, like, you know, like, there's always gonna, there was always teams that had guys that weren't stellar. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean that you're, now we're beyond that point, and you don't have to necessarily do that. I mean, compare this guy to Snarl during wave one. In my opinion, this guy, this guy is much better than that. Like, he would get in for, like, a seven attack and then die. Like, the 7 attack to me is not much different than the 5 attack, considering that this guy has full use after he's dead. Like, I, I think this, the modal nature of these cards just makes them way more powerful than just mm-hmm. a random guy. Because it helps your other guys tremendously. Right. So, like, I, I, I don't see any downside because of... 5 damage is still, at the end of the day, still going to be 5 damage. So, like, I mean, that it's it adds up over time, and, and then he will help out the other guy. And I think helps out the other guy top. I mean, he's going to be like, whoever they attack with next is going to die. Like, there is no doubt about that because like, oh, yeah. you can pitch Earl Ann and get like, be like an eight or something like that. Like, I mean, you don't even necessarily need to do that. Pitching one card makes it a grenade launcher. Right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you don't have to invest a whole lot, you know, like, yes, if you're going up against a suited up something, you could turn it into a whole lot of extra damage by pitching in your hand, but I don't think that's going to be necessary. And I mean, remember, I'm not the one here that plays a lot of aggro decks, but I can tell you that, like, having seen wide combiner teams that are orange, like, I don't care if they have one attack to start with. It can easily get to seven before you even, like, start flipping cards. So, like, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like anything anything that has this modal nature to it has a use. Like, it, it, it reminds me a lot of 
the combiner mechanic just because they have a use when they're alive, which is basically just attacking for a, a moniker of damage, and then when they die, they have an even greater use, which is the same exact thing on that situ- situation. Right. So, yeah, like um, I said, I don't, I don't want to poo-poo the idea of these guys because I, I am excited to play with them. It was more just, I guess, not really playing devil's advocate because I, like, I see where you're coming from, also, but it's. But we made the same mistake with combiners. You can't compare their star costs to what exists now. It doesn't work that way. Like we already made this mistake. We wrote whole articles about making this mistake. Mm. You can't make it again. So, <laughs> yes, like, I can. Yes, <laughs> believe me. When there's a will, there's a way. I will make the same damn mistakes every time. Um, that was literally what. I, anyway, um, but in terms of but in terms of aimless, which I'm sure you see the the a more powerful use out of. Mm. Um, I feel like he, I feel like aimless, um, compares more favorably to actually thermal weaponry than anything else. Uh, because basically what you're going to have is, or I, I guess, I mean, it's, it's more powerful than, because it's more powerful than, um, the Energon Axe because like Energon Axe is plus three attack and pierce two, which means they work in concert with one another. You're not getting like a total of five, whereas here, if you pull it off, you're getting a total of six. Yeah. But but you need, you either need a crap ton of whites in your deck to make that happen and get lucky, mm-hmm. or you need built-in bold to make that work. And as it stands right now, the easiest way to get bold is out of a, like if you're not innately bold, is out of a weapon. And this is obviously going to take that spot. So like, to me, you either need to play bold, enhancing um, action cards, which at this point I think are all orange, so like that's going to be awkward. Um, off the top of my head, I haven't looked at everything. Right, right. Um, or you need to be innately bold, like something like Wheeljack or Barrage or these characters, or even like you know Starter Optimus, like characters that have seen play in blue decks, and the bold is just an oh by the way, but they specifically have you know, scene play with thermal weaponry. Yep. To the sa- for the same effect. For mm-hmm. the same like positive effect on the weapon. I mean, but this blows it out of the water. Like this is not even close. Like, I mean, this starts yeah. in play. You're always going to have it does six. Like this card is great in my opinion. <laughs> well I'm very, I'm curious with aimless, so like you said, it's gonna be difficult to trigger without the additional bold slash white effect and who knows, maybe we'll see white pips white and blue pip cards this set or something along those lines um but is it worth again he's he's going to be tough without playing one shell stand targeting him to get him to die because of his tough and your opponent's obviously going to dance around it is it good enough to just play part of an energon axe for this guy um yes <laughs> yes i was going to finish the statement but you beat me to it um and that's where I think the text could be blank and he's probably fine. Like he doesn't, it's nice to have the three, but depending on what we see, like you said, it, it or how you structure the deck, it may be challenging to get the triple blue. And it's maybe just I, good I mean, enough because you, the guy's just a t- an eight health tough three. I think you have to build it. Well, I mean, he's not, he's not that much different than like a skydive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, I like the fact that he's ranged because you can put arm cover craft on him. You can use marksmanship with him. Yep. 
Uh, um, I like all that very positively. Um, I just think you have to build the other characters to have full built into them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, your typical targets are going to be your typical targets. So like, yeah. you know, even like, I mean, even like Grimlock flipping or something like that, like I think it's going to be a thing. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I, I like it a lot. I mean, like obviously it's six damage and three of it's direct damage. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> really direct damage, but, but because you, like if you kill the guy, the attack will just stop. Like you're still tapped. You don't get an extra attack phase or anything like that. Oh, right. Right. Um, but I guess the other thing I'll say is like off the bat, these guys make cards like ready for action and swap missions way more better, like way better because the weapon is going to go on one guy. The weapons are, are singularly powerful and then you're going to want to use them more often. So good point. there's that as well. It's a good point. These guys are definitely going to influence a lot of deck construction. I mean, we can see that already. Um, I'm very curious how many of these we're going to get. I don't think there was any indication of that. There, I, if you imagine that there's the smaller characters are split between, I don't have the website. It's mm. my own website, but like whatever, <laughs> whatever it says. Shout out to Vector there. Sigma. We got the spoilers up there. <laughs> um, I think it's. Let's just say it's 24. I don't remember what it said. Yeah. Um, it said like 24 smaller characters. I would imagine they're going to be split evenly between. The mini bots and the and the I, I can't not call them target masters. I don't know battle masters. Yeah, so, there was a lot of rebranding for some of the toy lines <laughs> for that stuff, where it's just like they're they're target masters. <laughs> <laughs> but they're different though, because they don't actually come packaged with the character that they're the weapon of, mm. I heard. That's I, what like I, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> I'll be honest. Come, I they, I feel yeah, ashamed. So they, come, <laughs> they come separately packaged, like like um Almost like the way the cassettes were back in the day, like how the cassettes weren't, other than the one cassette, didn't come with Soundwave. Mm -hmm. um, they don't come with the guy that they're the weapon of, apparently, sometimes. So, okay. they're not a true Target Master back in the day when the Target Master character came with the bot. Okay, uh, that, that's like, that's a, a pretty fine hair to split, but we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but it's one of the, I'm call, I'll end up calling them Target Masters. It's Unless fine. it's like in front of me and it says Battle Master, in which case I'll just read that. Yeah. Um so So yeah, I So I so if you hmm. so I assume it'll be like whatever half the small bots are will be this and the other half will be whatever they're calling the mini bot things right. that are just mini bots. I don't know what else to call them. So the micromasters. And that's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm checking the release days because it says there's 48 characters, which you can see on the cards, but I don't think they that counts. They count the battle cards and the, and the big guys and the small characters. Yes, but it doesn't, I don't think they actually said how many of them there are, like whether there are, you know, 12 total micromasters slash uh, target masters or not. I assume it's 24 normal size characters, 24 smaller characters, and they split those 24 smaller characters as 12 into, and 12. I think that's, that's where I'm going, but I, don't I think know that's, that's reasonable. Um, Which is a smaller set in general, again. Yeah. No usual. So keep that in mind. Yeah, there's that. Which we can, and, get, which we can get into later. But. Yeah, I'm more. The reason I, I was harping on it is mostly from. So we had talked about it when Rise of the Combiners was first announced, and then as we were doing the spoilers, that. If combiners weren't your thing, 
you were in for a bad time because it's just like, okay, well, there are lots of combiners. This, I feel, is less... I don't know. It, it, I think that sort of mentality would find this less offensive, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it. I would hope so. Yeah, I, did, I like. I don't think this is as aggressive and in your face as the combiner mechanic would have been if it was not your thing. So even if you aren't a huge fan of, of the smaller characters or anything like that, I don't think that this would be as much of an affront. No, I will say both of these character types should replace random combiner pieces in decks. <laughs> if they're in decks now. <laughs> well, yes, there's that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm also, I'm very curious to see also how, so we have a five star one in the promo and then we have two seven stars. Is that kind of where they're going to cluster or are we going to get, <laughs> you know, a 10, 12, 15 star character. That's a little guy, which would be hilarious, but I would just imagine the bigger the star cost, the harder it will be to kill them and get them off the board again outside of a doing it yourself. Right. And so you wind up having that trade-off between do I really want to invest all this into something that, again, mm. in the end, could just be knocked off very easily unless they have some kind of cause. Yeah. Well, the obvious but, question um, is, or I guess the obvious way to go with it, if Hasbro is still interested in doing this, is Megatron, G1 Megatron, as one of these guys. Well, they didn't do G1 Shockwave, so... That's very true. <laughs> so, or at least as far as we've we seen, know, that we know, know of, yes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's, we'll get all cross our fingers and hope. Um, okay, so any other stuff on the Battle Masters, even though we're going out of order on my topic list? <laughs> I, I could talk up. about them longer, but we'll get into it as time goes on. Oh, oh of course. I'm sure we'll circle back. So Micro Masters are the other little guys, but these have... Well, they're more traditional, we'll call it. They actually have an alt mode, traditional alt mode. They have a bot mode, but it's the mechanic that we kind of probably all saw coming that you can tap characters to do things, which includes on your very, if you were the first player on your first turn, you can transform a guy and you can use one of these abilities. Yep. Um, it, as I said, it, it feels like, it, I don't want to make this sound insulting, but it, it was kind of like an obvious design space that, yeah, we were going to get this sort of thing eventually. I don't think it's that. I think I think what the obvious design space to me is, is that I don't understand, like, other than flavor, I don't understand why these are mini bots. They, why can't they just be the big characters? I don't get why they have to be the battle card size. Like, they could just be small guys. Like, it's entirely know. possible that <laughs> yeah. it was, it, like you were talking about with splitting it half and half, that they said, okay, we want and again, I'm making up numbers because I don't think they said it, like 24 characters, and then they went, well, we only have like maybe 15 target masters. Give us something else, and then they reached for these, maybe? No, I, th I think it's, I really think it's just a flavor thing because of the little characters we used to have, or we continue to have as toys compared to the bigger ones. I really think it's just that, but... Um, I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, again, I don't know who this character is, I know nothing about them. Um, I don't know why, but he reminds me of Huffer. I, I don't know. Okay. I, he, that's what he reminds me of. They, like, the first thing, it, if I didn't know the name, I'd be like, oh, did they redo Huffer? So, from an ability perspective, he's obviously powerful. Yeah. Um, I love... Spoiler alert for I, later discussion. <laughs> no, sort. No, I know, I, I know. 
I love the fact that um that like he can't be like he has stealth and then he and he has a tap of means like he's gonna be able to get that tap ability off which is what i really yeah. like about it yeah that's and, and if you if you imagine that what they're doing with this design space where you know, you're pitching a white card to do to copy a white card's ability um the the limits of this are however many battle cards we have nowadays yeah um so um he's also notably a specialist yeah so this is powerful, like extremely powerful. Like I can see versions of this that would copy all battle cards. I mean, the one thing I'll say is these will put tremendous pressure on your hand size. Right. Um, assuming they all have ability, assuming the others have abilities like this. Um, I'm assuming the first cycle will all be similar to this. Yeah, same. And I hope there's more than four. Um, right. Or whatever. Uh, or whatever. But. Um, the design space there is incredible. Like you can make them extremely powerful abilities that you have to pitch a double card, for example. Like it can, you can really go nuts with yeah. some of what you can do, right? Um, and it wouldn't just necessarily copy like a double pip ability, um, but it doesn't come without a cost. I mean, like you're again, as we talked about in the past with the cards like Inferno Breath, like you're losing a turn essentially, like you know, uh, yep. an action, like both action phases now an additional action phase with being able to tap a guy like you're not it, it doesn't not come at a cost um but not specifically this one but if certain ones have combat enhancing abilities it's going to be extremely powerful that you can do this on turn one um and like i think they're all going to be game changing because just how like having this card on demand and if this ability carries forward, like let's just say there's pitch a blue card to do a leap in a battle, like you know, pitch an orange card to do a supercharge, like these are the basic ones, for example. Right. Like that's gonna be that's gonna give it's it's like green where it gives every card in your hand additional use. Yep. It gives it, it, but again, it's not not at a cost. And I don't just mean like the five star cost. I mean like this guy's not gonna attack. This guy's not going to um allow you to draw a card. This guy's not going to allow you to play an upgrade. This guy's not going to allow you to play an action. Like, So it has to be a powerful ability. Yep. Um, but we've already seen the precedent for that with Inferno Breath and with... Um, intelligence Mission. Yeah, and intelligence Mission. And Tackle. Don't forget Tackle. And tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be perfectly honest, I kind of expect that to be one of them. And I'm very curious if they do that and whether it's a really low-star guy and like they nix the... Um, you know, like if you can just tap down any guy... Or if That's it, not, what was that? that, one. that oh yeah, it or it, the other obvious thing is if he you know was like ten stars, but a little guy like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So I mean, these are not without a cost, but they're powerful and and are modal again because they give you options. Of course, which is what I think this entire set, and they kind of hinted at that, um, like in the articles, they're skill intensive. These sets are extremely skill intensive. Right. Already, you can see that they're going to be skill intensive. Um, like, I don't know if, if you're not if you're not playing all in right now. Every time you sit down and play a game, you're going to be in the future. Right. Because it's it's just it. Every single mechanic I've seen out of the set is more skill intensive than the sets before. 
Which is a good thing that it's moving forward and it's not necessarily just these new cards are bigger numbers. Oh, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very easy and you can see it in other places, other games, that, you know, these numbers are bigger than the last set. Play these new ones sort of thing. Uh, this is giving you additional options and reasons to play with different play patterns. Yeah, and see, that's a really good point. Like it, and, and this does not happen in other games that are more. It's the simple is not the word. It's just that it, this is more than just keyword changes. This is like because you have, because you have to sequence how you actually play the game. Every mm. single card that we've seen so far does that. Yeah, and like that is that's that's a lot. I mean this this is definitely like. This is definitely you're going to see a true divide between a play skill if you aren't already seeing it, which you should be. Um, this is going to be a this is going to really the cream is going to rise to the top with this set. I can already tell. Yeah, it's definitely laying the groundwork for that. Unless they uh, they go in a really wild direction with the remaining spoilers, which I highly highly doubt. Everything we're seeing so far and what the groundwork they had laid with previous sets supports where you're going with it. Yeah. Um, well, right now we don't have a whole lot of micro masters to examine. In fact, that's the only one we got. We just, yes. <laughs> that's the only one we got so far. Um, it, it, the only other notable, well, maybe not the only other notable thing, but one of the other notable things about them is it does introduce a new tribe, specifically rescue patrol. Um, great. I don't have the foggiest idea what that is. So if anybody out there, I don't recognize that. The first thing that came to mind was rescue bots, but that's a totally different thing. So if anybody out there can explain what that is, I, I am not familiar with that. And I usually pride myself on, on knowing all kinds of useless Transformers lore. Him and some guy he got packaged with are on the siege list of toys. So, like, well, yes. At the end of the day, they, it's probably the <laughs> so, real reason. But um, yeah. I want something more substantial than that. That's all I know. So, okay. Um, any other thoughts on the MicroMasters? Until we know that there's a trend with all of them, I would say if they all have this ability, it's going to be game changing. Right. So we'll drop those guys off of there for now and move into some of the other reveals that we got. So this is Ultra Magnus here, who introduces a few different new things, notably multi-star battle cards, which, again, is... It sounds insulting, but it's not exactly earth-shattering. Like, if we had battle cards that cost a star, having them cost more than one star isn't, like, mind-blowing. However, he does let you cheat a little bit, which is kind of cool. <laughs> he could start out with his own armor and play, and he he doesn't seem half bad otherwise anyway. So are, do you, are you excited about Ultra Magnus? He was on your list of characters that you figured were going to be here. I was wondering how long it was going to take you to come up with that fact that it was on my list. Yep. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to let that go, did you? I thought you were. No. <laughs> credit um, where credit um, is due. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you put them together because I don't think you can talk about the armor without talking about Ultra Magnus, even though you technically can play the armor without him. I just don't, I don't, there's only one other situation I can possibly see that happening. Is it Omega and, Supreme? 
or Windblade. It's the only situation. Well, yeah, Windblade kind of cares. But I just don't. I just don't think you can afford to. To, I don't think you can afford to play like this as a one of or even like a two of. Like so, I, I don't think you can waste that many of your stars. Right. Um. But I think what I think is awesome about this is, um, again, it's the modal nature of the character. Um, mm. where he costs either twelve or fourteen. Yep. Um, and so, like, even at tw- like, let's look at him at twelve first, and then we'll, we'll then we'll talk about like what he what he is. Uh, sure. So he's a five seventeen one with brave in alt mode. So we have inborn brave. Did I lose you, Scott? No, I'm here. I just went off. Okay. Or maybe I did lose him. Oh, no. The Wi-Fi barrier swallowed him up, potentially. I'm here. Okay, there we go. <laughs> sorry. We, it's all right. We got him back, folks. I went off Wi-Fi, so. Okay. Uh, so you were talking about him as... <laughs> you were talking about him as uh, Innate Brave. Yeah, which is at, at 16... Or, what, 17 health. Yeah. Is, is extremely powerful to start and play um, as a huge Brave guy. And honestly, to be honest with you, I don't see any reason for you not to always just be in that mode. I think his I think his bot mode is pipe dreamy, I guess you could say. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on whether we get... So this discussion came up, somebody was making a joke on Facebook, I think it was, about Metroplex being all excited about new orange-blue cards or new double-pip cards and then naturally being unable to play them. I think it's probably a safe assumption that any cards in that category moving forward are going to cost stars. So, point being is, if the full complements of Matrix and Rollout are not getting it done for you for Magnus, I wouldn't expect or really lean on getting help in the future sets. Would you agree with that? Uh, I guess so. I mean, like, I think the precedent is there, but I, I don't think there's much of a we don't have a lot of data to go on, but I, it seems mm. that way. Yeah. Um, Point I being is that you, you don't have a whole lot of options, like you were saying, to actually consistently get that ability off. Yeah, I don't want to build my deck like Metroplex in order to just get this ability off. Like, it's not powerful enough. <laughs> yeah, you're not... <laughs> setting up Energon Axis, I guess, is not as... that. It's not <laughs> that exciting. I mean, it's powerful to do one damage across the board, don't get me wrong, but, like, at the same time, like isn't it more powerful to be brave at all times? Like built in right. when you're that, you have that much health. Like, right. I, I don't know. Like I see almost no reason for him ever to be in his, his bot mode at this point. Right. Unless you somehow can build, I don't know, mining pick two double cards at the top of your deck and you want to get that ability off. And I, I, I still don't know if that, I mean, I guess that's good enough. Like, don't get me wrong. I guess he has like, what, one more attack in that mode or something like that. Yeah. He's six seventeen one. I mean, Yes, I think there are ways to set it up, but right now, uh, I don't know. I, it, like you said, it, it you're going to have to invest a lot of resources into this guy, and it's certainly going to be easier to set up a favorable position being in Brave all the time. I will say that the armor gets destroyed, it does put another double pivot in your deck. So, yes. eventually, after your deck recycles. So, right. there is that. Um, 
you know, you can use reclaim effectively and things like that. I so, was about to say that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think he's just a good character. Like, I think like he's a career replacement for nemesis in like too tall. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I think you want to build blue shells with him. Any large characters typically lean that way. Of course. Um, and if there's a way to make the armor stick, then he's ridiculous, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, turning him into, in the brave mode, 7, 17, 3, plus he takes less damage from burn seems pretty good. Uh, I One of the thoughts that I had had when he first revealed is that, obviously, bashing shield is, is a concern. But do you feel that this helps open up other armor... Because now your opponent needs to have the second bashing shield. Because you're starting with one in play. I understand the argument for that. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's a 14-star investment, so I'm not really sure that that's going to be as relevant. Yes, uh, it, it's. you're still not going to be happy when it happens, of course. I just don't think you're going to be able to avoid it. Very true. So, uh, I, I think that point is valid. I think is like, you know, starting in play with the first target out there is valid, and then they need a second one. I think that's that's a valid point. I just don't know that, like, you necessarily want to be in that position. Well, you'd but of course prefer, but like you said, there's, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Like, if they have it, they have it. Um. It's definitely going to be interesting to see if... Because 14 stars is a lot of stars. Like, it, that's a lot of team that you're giving up leaning on the fact that the Magnus armor is going to stick. Or trying to hope that it sticks. Yeah, if it sticks, it's worth it. It's just that I can understand why it doesn't have like a this can't be destroyed cause. Because then like what would be the point? You just have a 39 card deck. But like... Uh, yeah. Um, but I think it's balanced well enough that like, I, I mean, having three armor in both modes at all times and only taking and taking one less direct damage at all times is powerful. Absolutely. Um, so it makes him an extremely defensive character, um, who will have what nine attack is it in would be in bot mode at that in point? In bot mode. So be, uh, he has six base. So eight. Oh, eight. So he'd be on Optimus level. So, um, I, I think you can definitely find ways of making it work. Um, it's just whether or not you can find ways of making it come back into play later. Right. So, uh, there's that. And but, I, I mean, it, oh, it, it doesn't have to go in him after if it gets destroyed. It just allows you to have a 39 card deck and start to play. Yeah, so I mean, as you said, if the two tall lists move to include Ultra Magnus. Now it's Optimus Magnus. You get access to confidence. You could, if Magnus croaks because he's the brave one, then, okay, I'll just recycle the Magnus armor onto Optimus plus his Ion Blaster, and then... You won't get the, you won't get the armor at that point. You'll get no armor because it's 12 and 13. You won't get the 14. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Mix that whole thing. I was like, wait a minute, what? Oh yeah, the stars. Duh. Um, that would be problematic. 
So is just he, as a twelve, as a twelve, he's just better than Nemesis in that yeah, deck. Also true. So absolutely correct. Um, so Magnus, he's a leader. He's also range both modes. So all those things that you had said earlier apply here as well. Powerful, yeah, more powerful now as we talked about what, two shows ago. Exactly. Um, any other thoughts on this guy? Because he he seems pretty exciting. He's one of the super rares for this set. So. Well, <laughs> I guess he's going to be one of the chase ones. No, it'd just be interesting to see if there's way if there's more effective ways of getting upgrades back from the scrap pile once they're scrapped, and then besides reclaim right, effects. Right. Um, and if so, I'm good with it. Yeah, he's. I expect to see Ultra Magnus in one way, shape, or form moving forward. Yeah, and we managed to to get through that whole thing without a single. I can't deal with that right now, Joe. No, or other jokes I had, but yes. <laughs> I didn't say things like the decks that use him aren't unsolved mystery. I didn't say like anything like that. So we had, had a whole lineup, didn't you? But because you had to walk yeah. outside, you didn't have your notes in front of you. No, I just I wanted to save them for other medium. Okay, but... that's fair. Spoiler alert for uh, when those show yeah. up. <laughs> they so, will have shown up prior to this going live. So. Yes. Um, so, after Magnus, moving on to another super rare, which kind of encompasses both the next cards we're going to talk about and the new mechanic and a bunch of different things. So, we're going to bounce around probably as we're going over these. And that's Major Shockwave. But do you want to preface everything with secret actions first scott no i i we can look at this guy in isolation for all i care okay powerful so tell me about how powerful he is in isolation <laughs> he's six seventeen three specialist right yep and when you flip and a spaceship whatever and when you flip back to his mode you get to draw a card and they discard a card right yeah into alt mode yes right all right Moving on. <laughs> yeah, that that seems seems okay. And then he's he increases your effective hand size in the bot mode. Yep. And we've already seen cards that can do it, and we already have a bunch of other cards that he'd be able to play even without the mechanic. So the question I have on that, because I don't have the card in front, I literally right before we started recording the show sorted a bunch of cards. And I should have left them here because I know I had a Scoundrel's Blaster in there. It doesn't... I mean, it says only play on Decepticons, but it doesn't actually have anything on there labeling it as a Decepticon card, correct? It's the purple border around the top. Is that... Did they say that? Is like that actually what it's going to be? I would be willing to bet money that's what it's going to be. Well, because I'm, I guess where I'm going with it is I'm curious if they are going to specifically tag things moving forward as Decepticon and then just say, well, all those other things from before sucks to be them. No, I think it's the purple border going around. That's why it exists. It doesn't. It has no reason to exist beyond this. Right. I. That's what I would think as well. Uh, but I've also seen that in other places, like other games, where you know they just go, well. <laughs> I, not that we goofed, but yeah, we're just making the clean break, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, no, so you have your Scoundrels Blaster, your Swindled, yep. your... What's the term? Bad Attitude? <laughs> yes, yeah, um, Bad Attitude. Decepticon Crown, I guess. 
Yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, I don't think so, because there's oh, nothing in wave oh, one. Yeah, the blue, um, the blue zap. Underhanded tactics, or whatever. Is it's that called. actually? I mean, yes, it yeah, references. It is. Okay. It is. I mean, it, it should is. be. Yeah, because repair uh, whatever is orange. You can tell the orange easier than the purple. Maybe it's just my eyes, but you can tell the orange easier. Mm -hmm. I got you. Um, so there's a there's a decent amount of and some playable Decepticon cards that'll actually matter because I'm I'm not sure how many secret actions we're actually going to see. Clearly, it's a, a new thing. They're going to try and get a bunch of them in there. But a we have a smaller set, and b there's only so many card slots that they clearly want to have other effects as well. And even within the secret actions, you can't guarantee that all of them are going to be playable. Sure. So I, the point being is that I think there will probably be enough to support it where you could reasonably expect that you're going to get a card off the top from this effect a couple times a game, maybe. Without like having to really reach for effects. Agreed. As long as it increases your hand size, it, like at all times, it's fine with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you also know what the top card is of your deck is going to be combat wise as well. So, yep. at all times. So, I think I don't it's know if also that in the middle of combat, but well, yeah. But it's also important that he has the. You can look at the top card in alt mode as well, so you know if you want to even get into bot mode to do this thing. True. So that way, if you want to sit in three defense mode, okay, you, you can if you want to. Um, you don't have to get out of that mode to do whatever you're doing. Yeah, but it's the fact that even the even the bot mode has two defense. It's really powerful. Oh, absolutely. And obviously everybody and their grandmother has noticed that he could sit alongside his Wave 1 counterpart. Clearly they have some synergy there, so... I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of shock, double shockwave decks at some point. Sure. <laughs> it's like whether it works or not, like independent of if that's an actual deck, we're going to see them like that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we've, I've seen multiple events with the beehive with all bumblebee built. So, I mean, I fully expect we're going to see a lot of shockwave. I mean, there is synergy there. I just rem still remain that the original one just isn't powerful enough. So you, yeah, you have to jump through a lot of hoops, and I believe me, I've tried jumping those hoops, and it just isn't coming together, <laughs> no matter yeah. how hard I try. Um, so, where else do you, like any other thoughts? Where or where you think this guy's going to show up? Do you think he's just generically good enough that you're going to go? Well, I'll start with Shockwave and figure out the rest later. I mean, you kind of yes. have to, given that he's 14 stars, but... And making your opponent discard cards as a flip is extremely powerful, considering the only other bots that have that now require death for that to be ha happening. So, the fact that you can do this, like, right away is... I mean, not right away, but, like, you know, starting relatively soon is extremely powerful. Right. I guess it, well, small, I'd be remiss if I didn't idea. mention Die Bomb. He doesn't have to die. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, but, yeah, but he's not guaranteed, right? And I think that, and, given the way we've seen games know. play out, and presumably you're running security checkpoint, you're going to have access to espionage. It's not going to be that difficult to either shred your opponent's entire hand or put them in a really difficult position where no matter what, they're losing something important. 
Yes. And the fact that he's a specialist gives you access to all those car- all those fun cards as well. Oh yeah, all the the nutty specialist cards that have uh, been the talk of the town lately. Um, so before we move into the actual secret actions, any other closing thoughts on Shockwave? He's just really good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to try and run this guy. Now, I said that about some of the other super rares from Wave 2, and they didn't quite work out, but I feel a little more confident about him. I've never seen an ability like this printed on a card in any card game that did not see play, where you had access to more cards on top of your deck. Right. To increase, increase your, your virtual hand size. Yeah. Air quotes, drawing a free card every turn seems like it, it, it should be a playable thing. Yes. Um, so speaking of free cards... Uh, it's not really, well, this, this is a terrible segue. What am I saying? Uh, battlefield report is, was revealed as again, in one of those very entertaining, um, short stories, we'll call them. Uh, it's our first secret action blue pip. So you, well, let me start off to play the secret actions. They eat up your action. You put them face down at the end of your opponent's turn. It'll get scrapped. And they trigger on your opponent's turn. So there are a lot of analogs in other games that I'm sure everybody out there listening can think of. But this one in particular is when you one of your characters defends, which obviously they're going to have to at some stage, and then you get to run a defensive incoming transmission. Draw two, put a card on top of your deck. This is the effect that we've been mentioning for a long time, or similar effects that we were hoping we would see these things eventually. Did it live up to all the hype for you? Yes. This one in particular, or do you mean the secret actions as a whole? I think given the nature of the game to not include the ability to play actions on your opponent's turn, like there wasn't going to be a keyword on a card that allowed you to do that. This is the, this is the way that makes the most sense and is the safest thing you could do. Right. So I'm fine with it because it seems to be the best way to put it into enacted, I guess you could say. Right. It's going to be definitely very interesting moving forward, seeing what sort of abilities we're going to get. I, the obvious thing would be something like this, where it's all defensive focus because up to this point, okay, you get incoming transmission, those double orange pips on top of your deck, but there was no way to outside of, you know, security console now to set up handheld blaster on top to help defend. Obviously, this lets you do it. I'm very curious to see if we're gonna if it's all gonna be defensive or we just can you like do we get a redirect attack thing, uh, temporarily give somebody stealth or brave or whatever those sort of things. Um, I don't think they'll all be combat focused, so no would be my would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I would. I guess the other obvious ones would be some sort of counterspell effect interrupts or however you want to describe them that. Given that they they're not exactly a popular thing in other games that have access to them, it'll again be interesting to see if they decide to bring that sort of mechanic here. I hope they do because it's it's a it's a good mechanic. So you know, mm. I mean, it might be too powerful. I don't know, but it seems doable to me. It's so as compared to other games where you have this secret action sort of mechanic 
where you can try and bait certain things, given the limitations of being able to only play, you know, one upgrade, one action, if your secret action is cancel or immediately scrap or whatever the terminology is, they're one upgrade per turn. I feel that that has a lot more power here than it would otherwise, because it you have to wait a whole nother turn if you're trying to like bait it out by playing a lesser upgrade into it. It does in the early game. It doesn't in the late game when you're playing off the top. It it doesn't what it matter it as much or or what you. It won't matter as much when you're playing off the top because there's a beef. There be a. 50-50 chance of it just not working. So you're wasting just as much of your... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I I wasn't f- quite following you there for a second, so... But we're talking about cards that may not hypothetically exist, so it doesn't really matter. But exactly. Like, this is all just... Yeah. We're making it up. But <laughs> for this specific one, um, we already talked about how you feel Shockwave, and I, I'm inclined to agree with you that Shockwave is probably going to see play anyway. Presumably he's going to be blue-based. Presumably this is going to make the 40... Uh, this will make the 40 in every blue deck should play three of these. I would agree with that. <laughs> I have a hard time believing, unless there's, again, something hypothetical that really punishes you for these. Especially this one in particular, because there's no playing around it. They have to attack. Well, unless you're up characters and you're the last person to go. And they're all tapped out. Well, no, they no, they would still get it when they're on the wheel turn. So, yeah, if you have two guys. It, well, no, you have two guys. So, no, there's no, there's no time. I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean again i take that back so they could going back to the micromasters play around it in that fashion where if their last guy is the micromaster they tap their guy and don't attack so i guess i was incorrect there are ways to play around it but i i'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that they're gonna be few and far between or very difficult to engineer at least based on what we're seeing right now i would think so yeah um I, I think that kind of says it for this thing. Like, I really like this card, and it sounds like you do as well. Any other things you want to add for it? It's rare for me to say that a card's going to show up in half the decks out there. So, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> it seems okay. It, it It's all right. <laughs> uh, I, just think, I just think this, yeah. this again, is a huge... This is, is an amazing design space thing. Because yeah. Because, basically... Absolutely. Again, this will, will reward better players on both sides of the of the table. Like you're right about the baiting out things. Again, I don't know what the other ones are going to look like. I can just imagine there's going to be like if they play an upgrade, do this. If they play an action, do this. And they may not be as powerful as we're making them out to be, but um, there are ways to play around them. There aren't really that many ways to bait them, like you said, because you can only play one of each thing a turn. But um. I mean, I guess the comparison would be, and again, we're venturing into territory of cards that we don't know exist yet, uh, and maybe it's not a fruitful discussion as a result, but if you were to compare this hypothetical secret action that scraps the next played upgrade on their turn, or the next played action on their turn, how much better or worse than that is disruptive entrance, I guess is the obvious comparison. Clearly, there are scenarios where, oh, they have no cards in hand, but they might draw one shall stand off the top, so I'm going to protect my guy with this hypothetical thing. Um, Any thoughts as to whether you feel one would would be more important than the other in those sort of scenarios? Again, we're talking hypothetical stuff, so maybe this is kind of a a waste. (laughs) 
you know the answer is the power is the counter spell would be a thousand times more powerful. <laughs> well, but it, it's the sake of conversation. Like <laughs> it, it would be extremely powerful, and why I don't think it, something to that power level will necessarily exist. But right. it, it uh, like I one thing we talked about was like you know when they play an upgrade, you basically have to you can like smelt them. Like they choose an, a different upgrade. Like they choose an upgrade and sack it. So if they had, if it was the only upgrade they had, mm. it would essentially be that upgrade counterspell. But if they had some other random upgrade already out there, they could just lose that one instead. Right. And that to me would be like balanced. I'm very curious. Like, oh god, sorry. I mean, there you'd actually have to make a decision: Do I want to run ramming speed slash vaporize or that? Because then there's an argument to be made that. You know, it's not as powerful in certain situations and more powerful in other situations. And that, that's a a good decision point for those sort of things, uh, as opposed to this is now your de facto answer everywhere all the time. One of the other effects that I, I'm interested to see if it and curious to see if it shows up is some sort of ready for action or, like I said, get, granting a guy stealth brave or or something along those lines to give you more again defensive options but in a different way, short of just, you know, dumping blue pips on top or raising their armor sort of thing. I would expect that those sort of effects would end up being ridiculous, an actual untap, but I guess it would depend on whether there's any sort of drawback. I would expect that those would require pages and pages of rules errata that aren't going to exist, so I don't think they're going to exist. Well, there's that too. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's, That's the problem. That's sometimes the problem there's, yeah, think. Some, I I don't want to say that's an out-of-game concern, but I, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, that yes, that, that's a concern that they do have to take into account all these sort of angles. But I can hope. I can, I can try and come up with creative stuff. Sure. Um, any other thoughts on that before we move into Special Ops Mission? Nope, we're no. good. So Special Ops Mission is... Uh, well, Scott, you have to be excited about this one because this mimics one of your favorite cards brainstorm yeah clearly yeah <laughs> it uh it i will say that it has some of my favorite characters on there it has really good art and i think it's really powerful it's like it's just basically like if you if you want how do i say this if if there are secret missions that are orange or white or blank that are specifically not wanting to see play in blue decks then this can be a more, this will be a more powerful option than you just running brainstorm. Yes, uh, it, while I agree with you in principle, and obviously as we were just talking about, there there are a lot of potentially creative ways or things that they could do with those hypothetical secret actions. I don't know, I. This is one of those that falls into the category. I need to see it for me to to get behind it. If there's something like do a da- do do uh, like do plasma versus the guy when they attack, let's just say, yeah. and it was orange. This is going to be better than just putting a brainstorm in the orange deck. Well, yes, but because at least it's white. So. Yes, I agree, um, and that's why I said I agree with the idea. I think that would probably be ridiculous. <laughs> that proposed one. I guess it would probably be like a zap, maybe, but even then it would... would I guess you, can, di- you couldn't direct the zap, so yeah, I guess that's the drawback, is that 
they could potentially just run in a different guy instead of you directing where it goes. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Brainstorm itself, so that's why this is another one of I need to see what those other things are that I really want to put in this card in order to play multiples of this other thing in a given time. This, me- this mechanic makes Brainstorm extremely powerful. Yeah, I can see where... Because you can play a secret action and a normal action in a turn, so it makes it extremely powerful. Probably once, (laughs) Uh, depending on what those secret actions are. I mean, you can probably regain the card tempo. It's a tempo trade for a card of an inch. Yeah. I I think you'll be able to make it. It'll be fine. Like, I, I would imagine if... I would imagine Brainstorm will see more play than it already does where it sees too much play right now. But, I mean, it will see more well-designed play <laughs> um, and well-thought-out play um, because you can play secret actions as normal actions. Yeah. So they take up your action slot and you can Brainstorm one right. of them in a regular action and play. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that it's going to give it a boost. Uh, I don't know how many... It's going to ultimately, if all of the secret actions, you know, if Battlefield Report turns out to be far and away the best one, and all of the other ones are middling effects, obviously we're, we probably don't care. Um, it's another one that I, I, we don't have that many cards yet. I don't feel comfortable really judging it just yet. It's fine. Um, and that's probably all I can add about special ops mission at this stage. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to probably the, the topic that has been burning everybody alive inside? No, like I said, this set seems so far to be every single thing that's coming out is being, it's skill intensive and that's what I like in my games. So absolutely. The um, impactful decisions are very important. All right, folks, that was the end of recording one. Again, I apologize for the abrupt ending there, but we kind of segued immediately into our second discussion, which comprised of combo decks as they relate and function within the Transformers TCG, including, well, we'll we'll call it a uh, hot topic that's come up recently. So definitely check out that other recording. And again, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and tune in next time for more Random Thoughts.